Hey, how are things? This is Mark here, and welcome back to the Clockwork Junkie podcast. As always, thank you for tuning in. If you're new to the channel, please subscribe. My guest on the show today is Melissa Kitto. Melissa, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. I said off air, I apologize to Melissa. We were supposed to record this podcast last week, and I, would you believe, got the days wrong. So I apologize profusely for that. Um, it will not happen again, but... Uh, I just said I'd say it on air. Um, so Melissa is has a YouTube channel, is Communicate with Angels. Um, she has a website called uh, melissacommunicatewithangels.com. She has blogs on that, her ebook, courses, private sessions. She has a degree in psychology and she also has a diploma in teaching. She, um, one of the things I liked about her straight away was I seen in your bio that you were a fan of the Back to the Future movies. I love them. That's one of my favorite franchises ever. That opened up me to uh, to science and time travel when I was younger. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Um, it, I'm not just sure if it's the same where you're from, but it's um, when we make our communion. It's like a, I, I was always in church when I was younger, but when we make our communion, you're allowed to pick a, a name for yourself. And I picked Michael after Michael J. Fox. So that's how much I loved Back to the Future. So kudos on that. Um, Melissa is from New Zealand, uh, but she now lives in America. I believe it was Richmond, Virginia. Correct. We'll have to go in and see how that happened. So officially, welcome to the Clockwork Junkie podcast. And again, I apologize for my tardiness last week. It will not happen again. I give you my word. Um, wow. I figure we're in the right place at the right time. So. Yeah, yeah, well, it's for sure. So a lot of people know that um, I have, I've done podcasts before about... Um, you know, things that I disagree with and I get on mature people who know what they're talking about and we have a conversation and it's okay. You, just because you don't agree with someone doesn't mean you have to hate them. I mean, that's that should be powerful, of course, but it doesn't seem to be. Um, Melissa speaks to angels. She has done since she was 12 years old. And more than that, she helps other people to, well, I won't say speaks to them, connect with them is the right word, I suppose. Can you just, I suppose, tell us in your own words, how that started, what age you were, and what it was like. Was it scary at the beginning? I'd imagine it was. Yeah, well, it was kind of an accidental journey in a way. Um, at the time I was, you know, where I was living in Christchurch, New Zealand, my mother was really searching for spiritual answers, I would say. And I remember at the time, you know, this was pre-internet, of course, so there was a bookshelf like packed full of every spiritual new age book she could get her hands on kind of thing. And she um, did a consultation where she learned about her angels and her intuition and kind of got involved with the groups in the community. And this organization is what I'm still involved in. It's now called the Way Showers College. And so after about a year of really diving into that, being the oldest of her children at the time, I was about 12 years old, she was telling me some things about it. And it sounded strange to me at first, but I was also curious. So when she offered if I wanted to have a consultation myself where I'd learn about how to connect with my angels and about my intuitive gifts, I think I was curious enough to go along with it. Yeah. So, but at the time I didn't believe in any of this stuff really either. I thought it was strange to have beings watching over me. It felt, made me feel a little uncomfortable, but at the, during that session, when I learned the method of asking my angels a question and getting an answer, I didn't expect it to work, but it did. And I had what I would now kind of describe as a spiritual awakening. I had an experience where I could literally see that we live in two worlds at once so we live in the physical world so I could see the table in front of me I could touch the chair but I could also feel this spiritual world that I tapped into as being just as real as everything physical in the room that you know there was light beings around me and so that experience I kind of built on that experience from there I'm certainly not saying that I have those kind of experiences all the time sure. um, but it kind of led me to really dive into this for myself as a teenager mm. and it was like my mother just opened the door she never forced me into it my two younger sisters didn't really get involved in it like I did but um, it was just something that I was really drawn to and it was also helping me grow as a person and basically what it was is like 
continuing to tap into um, intuition, to work with energy and healing and just start developing that part of myself. Is a, um, like, I literally have a million questions for you. <laughs> for okay, you. cool. <laughs> is, um, is, uh, like, I understand, um, you know, okay, I'm going to have to start ordering these questions out. Okay, so I can understand um, intuition and I've learned, uh, probably I confess the hard way that I should always listen to well, my intuition, my gut feeling, whatever that is. Um, I don't think science has a name for it. It's just a gut feeling, a hunch. Um, I didn't listen to that for a long time. I, I often thought that I did, but sometimes I took the easiest thing or the best thing or the cleverest thing. And I thought that I was winning all the time. Um, I probably didn't mention this. I had depression for 10 years and I'm out of it two years now. Um, and there's a couple of things that I done to get out of it. One was I put myself first. Uh, number two was um, I listened to my gut, to my intuition, to my hunch of what would make me happy whether it was the easy or hard thing to do was irrelevant or whether it did or didn't suit somebody else, it was irrelevant. It was kind of to get me better. So I know 100% for a fact that that works. Um, these, will I call them angels or will I call them energy angels? Cause that's on your website, these angels. So <clears throat> you're not religious in the sense of like Catholic or president or Hindu or Islam, you're it's more so can, can you explain, I suppose, where you stand on that first before I start asking sure. other questions? Yeah. Thank you. So you can call them whatever term resonates with you. So okay. I, you say I use it on my website and I do that um, mindfully because I think when you say that word angels, people automatically know what you mean by it. However, I don't often call mine angels. I might call them my guidance, helpers. Um, you could call them master soul, spirit guides. So to me, all of those terms are kind of referring to the same thing that uh, you are energy, right? You are here to learn and grow. You have inner guidance. You have a unique life purpose and you are free. And those five statements are kind of the foundation of everything that I do. Um, so the, the angels are just, you know, their souls are energy just like we are, but they have kind of master planet earth. So they can be kind of a guide, a mentor and a helper to you. So it's very non-religious approach to just see everything is light, everything is energy yeah. and kind of taking some of that personality out of it. So I suppose to, to knock this on the head, the, the angels wouldn't be past relatives who have passed away, for example. A lot of people think that like, for example, my nan or my uncle or my brother, um, I, I feel they're there and I feel they're talking to me. You're talking about something else altogether. Yes, because okay. these are souls who've kind of graduated from planet Earth, so to speak, and you've actually attracted them before you were born um, because they can help you do what you've come to do this lifetime. So it's just a different, I, my father passed away in 2006 and sometimes I can feel him come around and just kind of connect with me, but it's not the same as one of my guides or angels who really are there to help and mentor me. My relationship with my father who's passed on is more of a, an equal kind of friendship rather than being helped yeah <clears throat> yeah that makes sense but then um, so jesus i have so many questions i don't know where to start okay so these angels they're around like i mean for instance i have angels or i have guidance people who are willing to guide me um the reason that they're not or the reason that I don't think they are, maybe they are, but we'll just use not for the moment. The reason that they're not is that because I'm not open enough to perhaps connect with them and maybe let them in to help me. Um, if I was to open up to them, how do you go about it? Is there a, there's obviously certain things you do or is it a, a do you speak? Is it in the mind? Is it in your heart? Do you close your eyes? Do you meditate? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I do think that even if people don't believe in it or don't resonate with the idea, their their guides are helping them anyway. And like you mentioned, you know, uh, the hunches or mm. the inner <clears throat> guidance. And so a lot of times that is a way that we're connecting with guidance, even if we don't call it that yeah. in my, from my perspective, right? Yeah. Um, 
And yes, also, if I become more conscious and more aware of it and pay more attention, then I'm going to be able to utilize that help that's available to me much more. And I feel like that's kind of what I do a lot in my work is people are wanting to start to connect and they don't know how or they're getting confused by it. And so I just help them to kind of, you know, cause that bridge. And I, mm. the, re the reason why I started doing this work more as a career is because I realized this is actually not difficult it, once you learn the right tools and you can do it in a simple way but most people don't have any clue how to do it right so yeah so I would say there's there's a lot of ways to start connecting um one of them is to start to pay attention to the ways that it's already occurring and you just weren't acknowledging it as that and one really tangible way is when you feel like chills or goosebumps um like in a random moment or in a straight unusual part of the body, like on the knee or on your shoulder or something. Mm. And that is often your guides kind of connecting to you and giving, um, helping you to pay attention to something that was going on or uh, a reassurance or confirmation of sure. things. And, uh, um, just, um, you know, so <clears throat> if the souls are people who graduated from, from earth, so they'd be someone who was alive at some stage passed away and is there a process then before they become guidance or angels Do you know what i'm asking is like yes. say like if i died now like could, could i become a an angel in a couple of years time is there is there a part in between that mm -hmm. yeah so one of the little phrases <clears throat> you say is that we're all angels in training um but you yeah. know we're sort of diving into the idea of reincarnation, right? That each, we have many lifetimes and each lifetime is there for learn and grow and to continue to evolve. So I know some people don't resonate with that idea, but um, that's kind of what we're, what you're kind of leaning toward there is that, yes, for me, I don't think I'm going to become an angel after passing on from this lifetime. I feel like I've got a little bit more learning and growing to do, but if a soul got to that point of you know, I really don't need to come back anymore. I've kind of moved beyond this. It's like seeing planet Earth as a big school where we're here to learn and grow and to learn about ourselves uh, through experience. Mm. Then at a certain point, it's like you're not really going to benefit from learning that anymore. It would be like, you know, you can kind of make the analogy here. Of, I'm not going to go back to kindergarten right now. There's yeah. nothing for me to learn from mm. there. But actually our angels are still learning and growing from the opportunity to help and guide us. It's kind of what they're doing and they're getting something out of it too. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, I mean, there's a couple of things there, like the reincarnation thing was, was something that um, I would have been profusely against. And, but I, I've seen enough uh, evidence, if you like, of, of people who came back and they knew everything about their life prior. Um, like not just, I guess, everything, yeah. It was like I seen a story of a kid in uh, Germany who went over to the he went over to America. I think it was maybe Austin, Texas, and he was nine, and he wanted to see a woman who was over one hundred years of age, and that was his wife in his last life, and he knew oh, how wow. he died. Mm. And I seen that program, and then I seen um like that wouldn't convince me enough because it's only a TV show, but they brought in scientists and gave the child a polygraph test and did on everything, and the child was telling the truth. There's no reason to lie. Their parents weren't like forcing the child. It wasn't. I've seen so many stuff like that. It's unbelievable. So even though I don't know how that could be possible, I don't know for a fact that it's not true. And people are coming back and able to say that, look, this is where I lived. This is what I done. Or there was a boat um, in World War One is after sinking there. How do you know that I was on it? But then to go and to find the thing. So that's so crazy. But and the second thing then about if you're being reincarnated and then you. I get that you have no more to learn so you move on so let's just say the angels then they're coming back down and they're, they're guiding us and i'll assume the idea is that if we need to learn more we might be reincarnated again and so on and so forth until such a time as we come to a place that we've learned all we need to learn now we can be if you like promoted to be an angel and our job then would be to, to bring others with us so it's like helping the hand back all of the time yeah. if that is the way it is and then it's probably a hard question to ask you, but do you know then for the angels, is there another step then or is that forevermore? <laughs> I believe that there is, but I'm not the kind of person that's going to spend a whole lot of time trying to figure that out. Okay. Um, you know, I'm more interested in like what's going on in my life right now and how can I, 
help people yeah. in a practical way. But my sense is yes, that there's there's a certain point where they might kind of master the idea of being a guide for a person and go to another level as well. Yeah, yeah, that make so. Then if 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 the end and again look I'm here I'm going to ask you questions beyond I'm going to ask you questions and questions and questions I have so many questions for you um because what a lot of people do in a podcast like this is they'll sit down and they'll you know basically try to get a free course out of you and and tell us all the stuff and tell us this and tell us that but the majority of the people watching will want to know like what's her opinion on this and what's her opinion on that and then you get I get a lot lot of messages after a podcast and at that stage it's too late because you're gone. And I don't know the answer to anything. Um, so if if the angels are from people who have been reincarnated enough times that have graduated, I can actually get that. That makes sense. Um, there must have been no angels until humanity came on the earth. <laughs> well, so everything is energy. Yeah. And so it's, it's um, the idea that we are consciously choosing to create what we're involved in our life. So religion is going to tell me that I don't have a choice in that, that some some being outside of me is putting me there or deciding what's going to happen. And actually, when when I think that I am part of God, I am energy, then that is actually a conscious choice that I'm create, you know, choosing. So again, this is I'm not a philosopher, so I don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about this. But my personal perspective on that is that kind of way back when there were souls that were just choosing to experience being in a physical body for the um, sort of the contrast between just being light and then being in that material world. And so again, it's like planet earth is a big school that um, I choose to have these kind of limitations in a physical body and in the physical world to, um, because it enhances that experience. And really it's all about experience. It's not really about learning as in putting something in my head. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's why we're here is that by experiencing and um, communicating with souls of many different states of consciousness, um, I can kind of get things on a deeper level. Like it's one thing to learn information and like in our society right now, we're in information overload, right? But it's another thing to really integrate it into your life. That's actually what growth is rather than learning. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, that's so true. It's um, like I just off air, um, I asked Melissa about um, obviously the most famous angel of all is Satan. Um, and her answer was brilliant that the angels that she's talking about has nothing got to do with religion. That is before, well, she will, I'm just paraphrasing. It's before religion. It's before all of that stuff. It's before it's just energy, like energy can't be destroyed. So it had to be around at all times at some stage. Um, yeah, I'll have to mull on that for a while and take all that in. So um, <laughs> uh, now we go on on questions. So uh, something that always bothered me about religion, and I can't really put it to this because it's a different thing, but I, I hope you understand what I'm saying. So I'm here. My name is Mark McCormick. I had depression for 10 years. I got out of it. I feel I've, I've done that myself. Maybe I got help. Um, and if I did, I'm quite willing to accept that that happened. <clears throat> um, and I can see that that has taught me so much. And it has. It's taught me, even though it was really, really bad for me. Um, and look, I wouldn't go through it again. I wouldn't wish I'm my worst enemy. But it was really, really bad for me. Um, but I would never in, in 10 lifetimes think the way I think now if I didn't go through that. I just wouldn't have the capacity. I wouldn't have... And it's very interesting as well, what you said is that it's nothing got to do with learning up here. Like, it's not that, um, it's nothing got to do with brain power. It's just a, a, a flow of motion in yourself that you have. I just, I'm so chilled out now compared to what I used to be. I'm so relaxed. Um, I was always kind, but I do it with a good heart now, you know? It's just, it's just, it's, it's a different me only because I went through shit. Um, so that wasn't learning and I can understand that but then I look at you know a child is born with leukemia or I look at someone in in one of the starving nations and I think you know like what are they learning you know they're not learning that they're not learning anything and then I think like well if I died now and they said okay Mark you're right up there with us you can be an angel now my first question was why didn't you fucking do something about that you know now obviously I'm not asking you to answer this it's a metaphorical question but that's something that always when people start talking about higher beings or 
kind of uh, energies of knowledge, I always say, well, you don't know too much if you're not looking after them, you know. Um, would you have anything to say on that or will I move on? Oh, yeah, I do, actually. Good. Yeah, so this is a this is a tough pill to swallow for a lot of people so i totally get that um but to me what comes to mind when you're sharing this is that there's no such thing as right and wrong and there's no bad experience there's no good experience and just as you were sharing about your depression the um the things that we're going to grow from the most are often the most challenging so you know, I went through a pretty terrible divorce a couple of years ago, and I, I don't ever want to go through that again. It was like the worst year of my life. However, I am a much stronger, more relaxed sure. person as a result of that yeah. experience. So you can kind of also, even though it's, it's more of a tragic and, you know, we get emotionally involved and it's hard to see somebody suffering from leukemia or all those, you know, things that people are suffering out there on the planet. Uh, it is there for their growth. And also, if you do resonate with the idea of reincarnation, it's very humbling because I can see I've done those things in past lives. I've had those kind of experiences, even, you know, more um, being in and in doing negative things to people. And mm -hmm. so if I've done it, then how can I judge somebody else for doing it now it's like it's part of that evolutionary yeah. process so in your past life for example i don't mean you in particular but you could have been a murderer you could have died of uh, cancer when you were younger you could have been a war general you could have and you're here today and maybe in another couple of lives you could be all those things again to learn the lessons that you need yeah that's very that's very interesting i mean look that even you know like that makes more sense to me than god you know than Jesus, like in that story, and there's all different religions and all that. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about all this. Um, but I do know that people um, would have said, like, uh, you know, when loved ones have died, um, belonging to people, that they might have appeared to them. Um, but then that would be something different, wouldn't it? Like an angel wouldn't appear to you as a family member. Well, I do think that we can see family members visit us for sure. It's just that that they're on a level of playing field. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that can be very comforting um, to you know have that connection. And mm. um, but you know, yeah, if, I mean, if, sorry, you want, just just say if like if um, so if 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 the angels are angels, but you're you were saying about your dad passed like my mom passed away two years ago from cancer herself. So, like, if I was to see her, for example, she'd just be on a level, a level playing field with me, whereas an angel would be something different altogether. Then I wonder, where is she then? Are all people like that? Your dad, whatever, you know? Is there, is there somewhere else that those people go? Or, or that's nothing got to do with the angels at all? So each person has a team of guides with them that will stay with them throughout their life and also after they've passed on. So they will still be we're never alone right so we always mm -hmm. have a lot of help and support and backing and so i've had sort of visions of my father because that was 15 years ago now it's hard to believe but it's been a while so i get sort of, i've had visions of him in the past of um him kind of uh regrouping or say evaluating what he learned from that lifetime that's now completed and then sort of preparing for the next one and yeah. um one thing that's important when loved ones pass on is that we don't try to keep them close because they don't belong here if you don't have a physical body you don't belong around planet earth and so it's okay that they visit from time to time because you have an affinity and a connection with them but they want to make sure that they have their guidance with them and then kind of move out again have so there's any... been like many years period where i haven't felt my dad around at all okay so but you have it like so if if um like I, i'm kind of one of these guys that needs to put everything in a line and then i understand where the house is then i can talk to you about it so i have everything so far worked out um you know and and of all the different things in the world of all the different religions and all the different everything else i mean that's very believable because people have said that they've had past lives. I've seen beans. I've spoke about on a podcast before. That is 100%. And 
and I'm the most um, skeptical person you'll ever meet in your life, but I've seen them 100. I'm not saying it for effect. I could care less what anyone thinks. It happened 1 million percent. Um, yeah, so when people die, um, and maybe they're not quite ready to, um, you know, ascend and become an angel, that maybe they're going to be reincarnated at some stage. Um, I suppose that doesn't have to happen immediately. So therefore, their guides will still stay with them during that period. Okay, I've just answered my own question there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That sounds, I mean, you know, that almost sounds beautiful. Really? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Doesn't it? It sounds absolutely yeah. beautiful that you're here to learn and then, you know, you'll do several lives and it is terrible to see somebody in pain, but you could have been in pain in your last life. Um, question, if, from what you know, if you were really, really cruel in one life and then you were reincarnated, does that mean you will be, will be reincarnated into pain and suffering? Or is that no bearing on it? Just over the period of your whole reincarnation before you ascend into an angel you go through all the plethora of emotions and learn before so you'll, you'll end up doing everything but it's not based on how you were in your last life yeah so again it's interesting how religious concepts kind of permeate our society mm. and without us realizing it right so there's this concept of okay i do something bad so now i have to be punished like and i don't actually believe it it is that way so yeah, there's often that can happen where we need the contrast. So if somebody has been, um, like I think this happened a lot with the slave trade in the United mm -hmm. States where it just got so brutal the way that they were treating these people. And so then a lot of those slave owners then would have a lifetime being a black person and kind of being on the other side of the fence, knowing what that felt like kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's for the purpose of now you need to be punished. I think, you know, some people have that concept, but it's to, that we can have, we need to have all these different experiences to, um, yeah, to have that contrast and that growth kind of a yeah. thing. Yeah. It, it like, you know, it definitely makes sense. Like, and you know, it, it definitely makes sense. There's, um, so when you help people to, be able to contact their angels. Um, is that a long process? Or I suppose people probably get emotional the first time that it happens to them. I know I would. I'd have a cardiac yeah. arrest if it happened to me. <laughs> you know, because yeah. one, I wouldn't be expecting it. Um, you know, which is probably why it hasn't happened. Um, so you you help people to talk to these angels, to find them, to connect with them, not to, to find them. They're already there, but like to help them to kind of ask for help with stuff that you need. And obviously you're seeing results all of the time. Can you speak about some of them results or some people that you've helped and how it has worked for them? Lisa? Yeah. So it's, um, there's a particular uh, method of communicating that I okay. teach people in a private session. And that is actually, you know, very simple and quick to learn. And that's why I'm so passionate about sharing it with people. And I do, there's many people that are very emotional and taken by surprise and giddy with excitement, similar to what my experience was. This is the very same consultation that I had so many years ago. Um, and yes, but there's also that piece of now they have to practice that and work with it and start to trust it and I think at the end of the day, it's more important that a person trusts themselves than trust anything outside of them. So our angels are not here to tell us what to do or impose on your free will. They're there to give you a bigger picture perspective on things, to help you to see yeah. things that maybe you can't see for yourself. Um, but they'll, they don't make your decisions for you. So even after sometimes that people are learning the tools, a lot of my work then becomes, and this is like the group course I'm going to be offering again in the summer, is, okay, now that you know how to do this, now you need to trust it and you need to stop second guessing it and you need to start recognizing when you are here. So there's actually four different avenues of spiritual communication where you'll receive messages as well. So it's like inner voice, inner visions, um, inner feelings and inner knowing. And people sometimes think they're making it up or it's not real. And so I kind of help 
people make the distinction between when they are really receiving a message from their guidance and when it's just their mind kind of yeah. playing tricks on them. That, that course, that group course that you're doing in June, um, a couple of days beforehand, if you don't mind, you might send me a link to that and I'll put it up on my page. If anyone's listening to this podcast, um, they might probably love to get involved, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, like, I mean, the, the, all of this stands to reason to me. Like, I, 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 I can understand completely why all this could be correct. Um, like, I... One of the times when I was, was suffering from depression, I remember sitting down and I was so low that I remember thinking that this is why people kill themselves. And like, so I understood completely why, why they did it. Um, but all, almost in the same second as I understood why they did it, I decided I would never do it. Just mm-hmm. like that, boom. There wasn't even a, a half a second between this is how to do it, I will never do it. And I often wondered um, where that... Uh, came out of because I, I wasn't strong enough to make that decision I didn't think um, and also there was times I was so bad that I thought I would never get out of it but something inside the hunch the feeling um, told me that I would every single time it said no you will you'll be fine every time um, and I know people could probably say well Mark maybe like you were just strong of mind and it was great to have that will and maybe it was your upbringing and maybe it was all of those things but it negates of how low I was and how uh, exhausted and mentally fatigued I was that I still had the strength to do that. And there's not a month that goes by it doesn't cross my mind. Mm. And I think, like, I'm not sure if that was all me because I wasn't strong enough to feel like that, you know? And I wasn't, by the way. I definitely wasn't. It, it's not, a, It's not. Um, you know, that maybe I didn't realise. I self-analyse everything all of the time um now in a good way but at the time i you know i i just felt that um well question actually that i didn't ask you is there bad angels mm-hmm. yeah so i wouldn't call it bad angels that's not the words i would describe it with but okay. there can be um outside pressures and this is actually you know so we were talking about what happens when our loved ones pass away mm-hmm is that if a person passes on in a state of depression would be a good example or confusion, um, anger, resentment, they can sometimes not even realize they're dead or they sometimes do know they're dead, but they're, they can't shake that emotion. They're stuck in it. And that's kind of a, you know, a lower state of consciousness. I don't like using that word low and high sometimes, but it's hard to find another word to replace it with. But um, it's like that is not a kind of a high enough state to be able to really move on with their angels. They're not able to connect with their angels because they're stuck in that emotion. Um, And so those souls will just kind of stay around planet Earth. I call them confused souls. And that causes pressure energetically around the environment here. So sometimes when people experience those emotions themselves, they're attracting that pressure as well. And that makes it harder to shake off. Yeah. That stands to reason as well. That's, that's a great explanation. There's, um, but you wouldn't believe in, um, or, or would you, did, like, you don't believe in, um, it's a, probably a separate question, but you might have a different word for it. You, you don't believe in ghosts or stuff like that, do you? Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Sometimes, sometimes they are just kind of, they just don't realize they're dead and they're just, lost yeah um so yeah so that's kind of there's two things that can happen when someone passes on either they get stuck and confused or they are able to kind of regroup in that lifetime and connect with their angels to move out to the universe where they need to be yeah so yeah that's why it's important to be able to let go of of our loved ones when they pass on even though we miss them and we're upset but um, it's actually in that soul's best interest to allow them to kind of be free and to move out. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that that makes an awful lot of sense. There's, um, you know, you, you see people on, well, there, there's millions of stories, essentially, people where they might die and have an outer body experience. And sometimes they meet people and the people say, it's not your time to go yet, come back. Um, now, I know people who say, oh, that's people from, 
you know, normally the Bible Belt in America that happens. It doesn't. It happens all around the world, and it happens to intellectual people, lecturers, speakers. Um, and it happens to everybody. It's not just. It happens to everybody. Um, so that is something that you know where like there's no evidence. But like, how can you have evidence for a feeling or an emotion? Like you've no like for instance. How can I prove or show someone that I love them with um, objective uh, stuff? I can't. It's just, it's a feeling. It's an emotion. And sometimes I think we don't put enough importance on them. I think we have to be a little bit more sophisticated with that, you know. Like science is science, and I follow it. It's my favorite thing to do. I love physics, quantum physics, quantum mechanics. I love it with all my heart and soul. Um, But we still don't know what love is, you know. You know, yes. for all of those things we, we and, and was it John Lennon that said all we need is love he was a very clever man <laughs> but um so if I wanted to um contact my angels or get guidance from them um how would I go about it in terms of is it a constant practice like a meditation is it um, a constant walking around with an openness to receive any guidance that I might get. Um, is it possible if you've never seen an angel to see them? I know that's three questions, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, so again, there's, there's lots of ways, um, but one of the things that you can do, so as well as just starting to pay more attention to when things might be popping in your mind out of nowhere, or you get a hunch, like just being more mindful of that. Cause like you were saying, there's, there's real power in that feeling intuitive nature and it's not structured. It's not logical like our intellectual nature. And we need both of those parts of ourselves, but our society is much more skewed toward logic and intellect and science and these things can't really be proved they can be experienced right yeah. and that's where why i'm so have such strong conviction in mm. it because i've experienced it not that i've proved it i can't prove it to anybody right mm. um yeah so it's paying more attention and then um you can start doing this consciously so you might say okay i'm having a challenge with my relationship or my parenting so i would like some help and you could just, you know, I teach people method of just being more relaxed and then say, okay, angels, can you give me one word? And you just take a deep breath and relax and be receptive to the word that comes to your mind. And then, yeah. okay, set, repeat that with two words and a phrase. Um, and so by practicing things like that, you start receiving message consciously, not just like at random times in the day, which can be helpful too. Like, I love it when I get a message pop in my mind out of nowhere. Sometimes it's like, oh, okay, now I understand. Um, so both is, is helpful. Um, but then, so maybe they have some words or a sentence message, then it's up to that individual to interpret it as well. Um, yeah that they can learn to, you know, ask direct questions as well. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, you know, if they were in a different dimension altogether, just because we can see in 3D, we think that that's all there is to see, but we we know there's not. There could be up to, up to 11 dimensions. We have no idea. Mm -hmm. um, I always use the analogy of like a fish in the sea chatting to a hawk and the hawk is trying to say, well, it was very rainy and windy today. They're concepts that the fish has never seen because it's underwater. It doesn't understand you can go to the clouds or that there's vehicles or buildings or it doesn't know any of these things. So it just can't comprehend it. We probably can't comprehend other dimensions. It doesn't mean they're not there. Um, I don't think I've ever had any angels talking to me. Um, it doesn't mean they're not there at all whatsoever. Um, that I'm, I'm very interested in the way I talk about energy. Um, that's something that like can't be disproven. Everything is energy. I know that um, something you mentioned earlier on that if I'm, I can walk into a room and anyone could be there, a sister, a, a brother, a, a parent, one of my best friends, anybody, and I can feel bad energy if they're pissed off. I can feel it without even seeing them. If their back is to me, like, and that's one thing that I was always, I thought I was good at at a kid because I was able to, I, I was about 14 until I realized that everybody wasn't doing it all the time. I could walk into a shopping center and, you know, a big place and, and I'd just go, oh, 
God, after passing by somebody and I think they're so sad or what, you know, someone would say, what are you talking about? I said, did, did you not feel that? They're so sad and they're, they're whatever. But um, that's a fucking hindrance. You know, and there's so many people and oh, Mark, of course you can't do that. I can. I know when I walk into a room, if, if even if shit has went down and the people are gone, I can still feel something went wrong. Um, I just assumed, again, maybe 13, 14, that everybody could do it. And I realized that they can't. And I was a bit crazy, I thought. But I wasn't. It's just, it's it's. I know that if I walk into a room or anywhere and someone has their back to me and if they're really, really in bad form, if their energy is low, if they're angry, if they're anything, I can feel it. Um, and we are all energy. And like of, of everything that I've ever heard, what you're saying probably sounds the most plausible to me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> And I'm not very happy about that. <laughs> <You know>? um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it, does. yeah I, I mean, it sounds the yeah. most plausible because you're not saying like you're not saying that there's someone in charge of us all. You're not saying that these are the rules you must follow. You're not saying that you're going to get punished. You're not saying that women are inferior or color or race or, or, or anything whatsoever at all. You're not saying that people um, are good and because they're good, they'll get good. No, you'll get bad again. You'll get every everything that's on the smorgasbord of experience over plenty of different lives until eventually like a kid going to kindergarten you can learn no more so therefore it's pointless and you're going back yeah um, exactly we've often met i've seen children and we've often look everyone has done it where there's a child and they're four and they're talking to you and you're thinking this child is 79 years of age you're talking about stuff that they shouldn't be talking about and they're so fluid and they're really old it's like they're a i don't know if, if you get the phrase a, 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 an old head on young shoulders um you often see that and i often wonder why was that you know um so if we go on the basis that everything you're saying is right everything okay <laughs> um when you say that you have angels um is there like there's obviously more than one yes there's like like you're described i told I don't know that I say it to off air or on the podcast that I had a dream one time. I said it on the podcast two or three times, go back and have a listen to one of uh, Bernie Lamb's episodes. I, I, I spoke with her about it, um, where I, I went up and there was, I was in the, the universe. I could see everywhere. I had no eyes, no eggs, no arms. I was a ball of energy. Uh, and I seen loads of balls of energy coming towards me. And one of them was my best friend, James Maher, who had died two years prior to that. A lot of people would know James. And he was one of the balls of energy. I don't know how I knew that because it was just a ball of energy, but I knew for a fact it was him. I was surprised that he wasn't leading the charge coming towards me, but I knew everybody and they all knew me. They were speaking to me. Obviously none of us had mouths or ears or any of this crack. I know this sounds fucking like I'm going to go to the madhouse. This is a fact. This happened. Um, and they were asking, oh, did they, they miss me so much and how was I getting on? And, you know, that was good what you did. Like they said some things that I'll never say again, but, you know, they, they said loads of things. And the, then I was told that I had to just, you know, it's tip back down. We're not ready to, you're not ready for, for, for here now, you know. Um, and that was a fact. So, like, I know that happened for a fact. And that coincides with everything you were saying. Mm-hmm. Which makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a team of guides with us. And I love what you're describing there where it just was a ball of light and energy. Yeah. When I have had experiences where... I've seen an angel like in a more physical way. It's been a ball of bright light. That's mm. how I perceived it. And um, yeah, so we people think you have one guardian angel. You actually have a team because each one kind of helps you with a different area of your mm. life that you need guidance on. And you know, Melissa, even to say a ball of light doesn't do it justice. Like, like mm. what color was it? I don't know because there's nothing that exists that that's bright that I've ever seen. I've yeah. never seen a color called that. There is no color called that because it wasn't even a color. It was just, but yet I knew everybody. And the most amazing thing was that the person that was leading the charge, if you picture a V of seagulls flying, it wasn't like that, but that's how I can describe it. The person in front wasn't my best friend who had just died. I would have assumed it was him because I yeah. missed him like crazy at the time. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't him at all. It was somebody else. Now, if you were religious, I could say that maybe that was Jesus or, or, or maybe it was Allah, depending on your different religion, you know. Um, what's your take on, and look, I'm not asking, I'm only going to pick Catholicism. I'm not, don't, I'm not talking about what the priest did, nothing I got to do with anything political. 
But what's your take then on, from what you know to be true, and what's your take on Jesus then? Are, are, are these just people having people experiences or are the people perhaps being guided to say those things? Yeah. Well, I think... think um... I know that's an impossible question, by the way, but... Yeah, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's no. a whole can of worms. No, but I want um, an answer so, now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, my personal take on Jesus, like I've, I've never had a religious upbringing, um, but my, um, my take on it always just kind of intuitively too was that he was like a master soul. He was one of those souls that was maybe had evolved beyond planet earth, but was consciously choosing to come back to bring some light at a time when it was needed. And so there's a lot of things that happened after his lifetime to put him on a pedestal or mm. to skew his words or to take some things out that were written and emphasize different things. And it's all historical fact that that happened. So, um, you know, it's been, Jesus did not come to start a religion right? He came to spread a message of light and love and harmony. 100%. And it was then taken by people that misunderstood it to mean something else. Yeah. Um, You're spot on. That's 100%. That's exactly, yeah. uh, I do say when, when I speak to religious people on the show that if Jesus came back now and seen Catholicism, he wouldn't recognize it as anything he said. Right. Um, I don't know about the writing of the Bible and I don't know whether it was divine or I'm not sure about all of that. Um, but yeah, that's actually a good description. Of, so like he could have been saying that he was sent down by his father, which may have been one of the other um, guardians that was there, maybe, you know, one of the other angels that was there. But then that, that would make him special on earth, but it would make him just one of the cloth with all the other angels when he gets back up to where he was going. Yeah, and um, the founder of the Wayshowers College, he would have a little bit of a controversial take on Jesus, which oh, I don't I know. know if I totally agree with myself, but you know, that he, he did make mistakes. You know, some of the things that he did were um, uh, a little bit selfish or self-centered or, you know, um, mm. he got mislaid along the way. Um, yeah. So that he was a real person, <laughs> you know, and he, beyond that, he became elevated into this sort of mythical figure. But in my opinion, he was a real person living a real lifetime. And he did have a lot of wisdom. Like I believe that each person has a purpose for each lifetime and being of service to others is a big part of that. Like that is something that I get a lot of fulfillment from. And I also am helping people in their life. So it's like mutually beneficial. Right. Yeah. So that's what he came to do. He came to be a light and a leader. Um, but he wasn't perfect. <laughs> um, but I suppose what is perfect, you know? Yeah. You know, if you have to go through all the gambit of every emotion and every feeling that there is, um, you'll always be a dickhead in one of your lives or two of your lives or three of your lives. <laughs> but I know there's, re there's religions themselves that, that, that go about reincarnation is, isn't, Buddhism like that, isn't it? But that's not actually yes. a, a religion, really, you know, as such. Right. Yeah, in a sense. And uh, Hinduism talks about reincarnation. Many, many religions um, yeah. talk about it. And to me, every religious figure really did not come to start a religion, right? They were a spiritual person with yeah. a message. Yeah. And then it became skewed later. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, you... you, you you know, you can come with, a, like, you could come with a smartphone to, um, you know, a Neanderthal man and show them, this is how you get your internet and this is how you find what the weather is going to be like and this is your GPS system. But if they don't understand the message that you're given, you know, the phone won't be used for its correct actions. And I often said that as well, that, like, you know, I, as, as, as one of my um, challenges I gave myself, uh, I, I, I did a podcast with a girl called Bernie and she believed in God. I didn't. And we had a good respectful com uh, conversation and we're going to do one again, maybe 20 podcasts later. So on that time, I said, I'd read the whole Bible. I got an audio book. James Earl Jones read it to me over whatever I was doing. Hard read. My God. Mm. But I got through it all. Um, and 
I still didn't believe it, you know. But I, I can't say that it's not true because I don't know for sure, you know. Like, it's very hard to disprove something that you can't see or you can't believe. But we do know that love is real. We do know that feelings are real. We do know that emotions are real. Um, and the, the, the reincarnation as well. I've often met somebody that I've never seen before and I've clicked just like that, as if we knew each other for years. And then other people then I just don't like straight away. You know, that could be a reason for it as well. Like, look, you could have been alive, uh, you know, in, in, in uh, 12, in 1066, and you could have beheaded someone in the great battle of Hastings. And then you don't be reincarnated until 1912. And next minute you're the captain of the Titanic and you're going for fuck's sake. You know, anything could happen, like, you know, really, like, um, yeah. So like someone could die now and they mightn't be reincarnated until 35, 16. Like time is only linear for us. Like, you know, we have a time and a day. Time doesn't exist really, as far as I can see. Correct. Um, a lot of people way clever than me are saying that. Like it's, what time is it? It's no time, you know? What was before the Big Bang? Nothing. Um, yeah, so I, I, I like what you're saying. I think it's, I, I didn't expect, <laughs> I, I didn't expect to be saying this. I, <laughs> I like what you're saying. I think that there's a great chance that, um, obviously, it's I'm, I'm not being um, condescending by saying there's a great chance that it's true because you know it to be true. Um, you know for a fact that it's true because you do it all the time. And not only that, you help others to do it. Um, how have how have your angels helped you personally? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so it's helped me to make decisions about things, particularly kind of those bigger life changing, you know, life course changing sort of decisions where, um, well, and the, the smaller decisions too. When I get into doubting something or I'm not sure what is the best path for me, I can kind of get out of my own way and check in with my guidance. So it's like they have that bigger picture perspective. They have kind of a bird's eye view on your life. And it's not that there's really a right or a wrong choice. And this is what I kind of coach people to, into as well as people say, well, what should I do? What am I supposed to do? And our guidance won't actually answer those kind of questions. So it's more about, okay, what is in my best interest or what's in alignment with my unique life purpose? There's some things I've come to do and there's other things that have nothing to do with me. Like that's somebody else's opportunity right now. Mm -hmm. So that's where I, they might, you know, guide me to a decision to um, do something that feels a little bit out of my comfort zone, but in the, in the end of the day will be better. Even if I don't know exactly how it's going to turn out or it seems crazy at the time. Yeah. So yeah. A big one was um, when I first decided to leave New Zealand, that was really scary. I moved to the UK for a couple of years and um, what age you, everything what around age were you me. What when you left New Zealand? What's that? What age were you when you left New Zealand? Uh, 23, yeah. Oh, that's young, yeah. Yeah, so, but everything around me was saying, this life is not working out. Like I had been trying to get a job as a school teacher for like 18 months and kept getting rejected over and over again, even though I was going to interviews. Um, and... So then when I had that hunch to move to London, which I thought I thought I was going to do, but I thought it was going to be like five years down the line. Um, I got a job right away. I found somewhere to live. Like everything kind of fell into place, even though it sounds like a cliche, it did. And within six weeks, I'm like living on the other side of the world and building a new life. So I look back on that and say, yeah, that was something that was in alignment with my purpose. It got me into a different path that if I hadn't gotten in touch with that kind of higher source of wisdom, I might never have done. I might've lived a more, you know, more, a life more similar to my parents because that's what we do. Right. We just kind yeah. of fall into what's expected of us. Yeah. It's like, um, I don't know who said it, but it's a, you know, you, um, you die and you go up and you meet your angel or your God or whoever, whatever religion you have. And uh, they say, how was living on earth? And say, oh, it was fantastic. It was brilliant. And they say, what did you do? And I say, well, they didn't do too much. And then they give you a list of all the things that was meant for you, but you just didn't do it. You know, it's, it's so easy not to do stuff. Um, it's, it's the easiest thing to stay in your comfort zone and to not 
do stuff. And if you can get any push of anyone at all, that's fantastic. Like, it's crazy because I'm talking to you, but I'm thinking as well, like, the amount of times, like, wh- when I was in depression, I do not know how I got out of it. I do not know. Uh, if you asked me three years ago that I'd, I don't know what podcast this is, 100 and whatever it is, I, I would have said, you're crazy, Melissa. You're absolutely crazy. There's no way. Um, <laughs> there's no way. But if I was going to, I was trying to do a podcast before I was diagnosed with depression, but it was going to be like, I was going to be really slick, you know? Really like, hey man, you know, this kind of thing. Yeah. And I had loads of things written and all that. And, and uh, it would have never been the podcast it is now. I would have never mentioned anything personal about myself because I would have cared what people thought. Yes. And when I say that, I, I don't care. It's not that I'm so tough and I'm so rude. It's the opposite of that. It's just that, like, like I, I just, it just doesn't cross my mind if somebody doesn't like what I do or what I say or, you know, I, I try to do the best that I can all the time. And I don't do the best. I, I make mistakes fucking all the time, all the time. Um, but, I mean, you have to just tip along in life and try to do the best that you can do. And it's amazing to think that there's a great chance that there's people or angels trying to help you do this. Um, I think a, a lot of people that listen to my podcast is going to love this podcast because um, I rarely agree with anybody, you know. that's fun yeah it's very reassuring you know to know that Mm. we have that support and again where a lot of people get tripped up is thinking that their angels are now going to tell them what to do and it's really not like that like we have to step up and live our own lives and you can't receive the help unless you're ready to receive it like it could just go over your head if you're not ready right so it's a 50 50 relationship and I think it really can actually become like a relationship. It's not like, oh, these angels up there in the cloud. Like mm-hmm. they can really be your very best friends and mentors. And you, um, like, w- would you know, like, for example, you've been so close to this underground. Would would you know how many different angels you have, and could you separate who's advising you what? If that makes any sense. Yeah, so that is some of the private sessions that I do for people is finding out how many they have. Um, Actually, whether they're male or female, more in personality than actual gender. Mm -hmm. And um, then there's another follow-up session where you can learn like specifically what each of those guides did in their last lifetime. So you can start to know their personality and their strengths and what part of the world they were from and the areas of life that they're helping you with. So yeah, yes. in the Bible that um, angels were genderless at the start and then eventually they were made into kind of long, slim males with bright thing and bright hair. I don't know where they got that out. Like, you know, everything in the Bible seems to be male orientated for some reason. Yes. Um, I never heard such shit in my life. But uh, yeah, so they were, they were actually they were genderless at the start. So yeah, so you can you, you actually find out what your guides did prior you know, in their past lives, and then you kind of get a, you know, you kind of get a chance of maybe knowing them more, understanding them more. That's that's so interesting. That's so interesting. How does the the group session work? The the one that's yeah. going out in June. Yes. Yeah, so um, I have an online course that I've actually earlier this year um, re-recorded all the videos and updated them. Um, so people can kind of jump in and watch the videos themselves. So it takes them through learning how to um, kind of cleanse and connect so that your energy is receptive to it. And then starting to receive messages through, you know, the inner voice, inner pictures, inner feelings and inner knowings. And it also includes a private session where um, they work with somebody to learn the asking questions technique because that takes a little bit more um, kind of personal hands-on practice and then um, there's a lot of information and videos about okay how do I phrase questions and how can I make this communication with my angels really successful in in my daily life and what are the practical ways that they can help me Um, so they can kind of do that as a self-study each week and then I also do Uh, like the group calls on zoom so then everybody's kind of getting together and connecting which is one of my favorite things to do is really just you know be in that group of like-minded people make sure you you um send a link when it's done because people might be interested in that and here's one of them um last (laughs) question before you go 
Um, so people on earth down here who are, uh, you know, you can use the word charlatan, but you can say clairvoyant or psychic if you want, or card reader. Um, some people believe them, some people don't. Um, some people think that there is charlatans out there, but other ones are really good at reading your mind or reading your palm or having psychic powers. Um, do you think all of that is absolute nonsense or do you think it might there might be something to it sometimes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I believe that everybody is psychic and that you can be your own best psychic. Um, I used to do some readings years ago and I really just came to this point where it doesn't feel good to do this anymore because... I would still kind of give some people intuitive guidance if it comes up when I'm working with them um, or some suggestions, but it's like everybody is psychic. I don't need somebody else to do that for me. I'm more interested in helping people to develop their own trust in themselves so they can be really empowered in their own life and not have to rely on on that. So um, I do think there are some people, you know, doing good things, but unfortunately in this whole kind of world of the new age, people assume that's how you're supposed to do it and they don't kind of know any different. And mm. I don't think it's actually the most empowering thing for maybe the clients yeah. because I've actually had clients come to me and say, well, the psychic told me that that was going to happen. And, and I'll ask them, well, do you think it's going to happen or does it resonate with you that they said this about your personality? And they're just kind of taking this outside information as gospel. And we really need to filter everything within like how do I feel about it you know there'll be some people listening to me right now and go well I resonate with about half of what she said and half of it that I don't resonate with and like that's great it has to be what feels right to you sure yeah that's um yeah that's very interesting I I didn't expect you to think that everyone or I I didn't expect you to say that everybody's psychic you've just bought yourself another hour on the podcast I want to talk (laughs) about more questions sounds good (laughs) no but it's not like look thanks for coming on the podcast I am Normally when I do a podcast with somebody, we kind of start somewhere. Um, you know, as, as people know, I don't write questions. I just tip along, but like everything, every single thing that you said, I had about 10 questions at once to ask. And I was trying to see which, which was the best one to ask. And I wanted to find out, you know, where you were coming from. You explained it very well. Um, I, I have a full idea now of uh, what you do and essentially what everyone can do really yeah for sure it's just what you're saying is you're you're, you're yes. not saying come to me for everything you're saying come to me i'll show you and then go away and do it yourself exactly which was not a lot of people that say that i see these psychics saying i have a d i have a d i have a d oh well my uh grandfather died his name was thomas but some lads called him d oh that's it yeah nonsense yeah nonsense of the highest order but you do i was driving down the road years ago with my sister we were visiting somebody in hospital and uh I was driving down the road and there was a big uh, lorry truck and it was parked, but a car came out and I said, oh, I'm going to hit the car. So I jammed on the brakes and then I, I missed the car and then I went driving on and literally a second later, a car came driving out and the, the person in the car with me says, why did you put on your brakes? I said, because the car came out. They said, no, it didn't. It came out after you put on your brakes. You couldn't have possibly seen it. That's right. like, you know, like I didn't realize, but so I was driving down, I put on the brakes so I wouldn't crash into a car that wasn't there. And then when I got to a place that I wouldn't hit it, the car came out. And I know loads of people that say stuff like that. I just pity that I can't get a feeling of what the lottery numbers are going to be. That would be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> that would be yeah. fantastic. Well, I think what you're saying there comes down to motives. I do unfortunately think there are some psychics who don't have clear motives and they are kind of manipulating people. So and when, when I don't have clear motives, I'm not getting any information from spirit. So in that case, they're getting information from somewhere else. And that's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm going to leave the podcast there. I want to say thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, thank you so much for having me. Sorry for not being there the last time. It won't happen again. Um, and I'm going to leave a link to your website in the description of this video. I leave a link to your YouTube page um, in the description of this video. And if you want to go and check out Melissa, you can. Um, I'm sure the course will be up on her site, but I'll also, if you pass it on to me at the time, I'll put it up on my site as well. And Yeah, look, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. It Stay fun. safe. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Bye.
Hey, how are things? This is just a quick message to say thank you to everybody who has supported the podcast so far. If you would like to donate to the podcast, you can do so through PayPal. You can find us at paypal.me forward slash clockworkjunkie. That's paypal.me forward slash clockworkjunkie. Thank you.